Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline is presented by XO Wellness, a healing practice using homeopathy, flower essence, and holistic life guidance for a happier, healthier you. Go to xowellness.com forward slash healing room for 15% off your first consult, healing jewelry, or product. For all of you out there who have ever worked with me in healing work, whether it's in healing sessions or in classes, this episode is dedicated to you. I just want to share my heartfelt thanks for everything that you guys have taught me over the years. It's pretty incredible. I never could have imagined what doing this kind of work was going to teach me and what kind of experiences it was going to bring into my life that were way above and beyond giving someone a massage or supporting their own healing process. It's just been life-changing, miraculous in so many ways. And I thought it warranted doing an entire episode on it because I've just learned so much and so many things are different than what I thought in the beginning of going to into this kind of work. And so that's what I want to share with you today. 10 things, which is just a few that my clients have taught me about healing. The first thing I've learned is this. Even though I might call myself a healer, I really have never healed anyone other than myself. But I certainly have held the space for a lot of other people to step into their own healing power and remember who they truly are, which is what happens a lot on the table. And I've realized that even though we all have to do our own healing work, for sure, we also all need external support in order to see our blind spots and move forward in life. We need each other as human beings. And that's really one of the funny paradoxes in the healing world is you can't heal anyone but yourself, but you definitely can hold the space for others to do so and also light the way with sharing your own healing process and your own healing experiences. And by doing that, you literally do lead by example. And my clients, I feel like have been on this journey with me. We've been healing ourselves together. It's never been one of those hierarchy things like, you come to me and I will heal you. It's not that sort of a thing at all. It's this shared journey where it's like we're holding each other's hand and we're going, okay, I have found what works for me and let me share that. And then you be empowered to find what works for you. It's probably not going to be exactly what works for me, but I have worked enough on my own healing process that I do know how to hold the space for others and empower them. And really, I feel like in a session, essentially what you're doing is providing a way for that person to come home to themselves. I always say this, it's just a homecoming. (laughs) You get to cut out all the static and background noise and chatter and stimulation in life just to find yourself and then you can find the right support and the right resources because from that point, your body knows what to do from there. It knows. It just needs that support 
and that sacred time carved out for it. I've noticed that the right help and the right helpers tend to show up in your life when you're ready for it. And it can come in the weirdest ways. I've just seen it happen a million times. You'll find just the right therapist or life coach or just that right book with what you need to hear at that time. If you just stay open to (laughs) how much incoming information is coming in that can help you right when you're ready to receive it, if you are working on making your life better. And I love it when my clients get it, that they're doing their own healing work. They just come to me for help with their own work. That's all. There's no magic formula to what I can do. Anybody can do it. That's what I love to share and teach about it. I felt so happy the day one of my clients, she came in for her session and she caught what she was saying, how she was putting me in the driver's seat of her healing at first instead of herself. She said, I need you to fix my shoulder. And she went, no, wait. She paused and she said, no, I need you to help me fix my shoulder. And I just love that. I smiled so big because I really knew at that point, wow, she was getting it. That person went on to become a healer herself because she was empowered to heal herself, even though she knew that through coming to sessions with me, she could definitely benefit from my assistance. So I really believe that, that the more each person learns, grows, and works on their own life, they contribute to the collective healing of our entire planet. And we're all way more connected than it may seem. So everything we do affects each other. And I know it's, it's easy to say that, it's even easy to hear that, but it's true. There's an old Mayan saying in Lakash, which means your healing is my healing. It like the whole namaste thing, but even deeper than that, I am another you. That's the direct translation of it. I, I am you, you are me. So with all these people that have come through my healing practice over the years, I keep that in mind that as I grow, they grow. As I heal, my family and friends heal. They heal through the direct experience of of my steps and actions that I take to make my life better. So that's lesson number one. That is, even though I'm a healer, truly, I only heal myself, but I do support other people to become their own self-healers as well. Lesson number two, I have found that doing your own self-care at home and seeking out professional help from therapists and practitioners are both equally as important. I wouldn't put one of those out of balance with the other one. They're both essential for well-being in my experience. Self-care at home is the day-to-day maintenance required for feeling good. I liken self-care, daily energy work, maintenance, meditation, all those things They're like the brushing and flossing of your spiritual hygiene. Taking care of your body, your mind, emotions, energy field on a daily basis is really important. And even though professional healing sessions have great benefit, it's just not realistic or sustainable to think that one session a month, like say you're going for a monthly massage or energy work, is going to keep you well. It's not. 
it's not enough. I have definitely seen that to be true in my own life. If you're not doing anything between sessions, it's like never flossing and never brushing. And then you go to the dentist every now and then. It's not going to make you feel good. But the more self-care, and by self-care, I'm talking about self-massage, energy maintenance, clearing, stress reduction, meditation, grounding, nutrition, breathing, stretching, getting good sleep, removing yourself from toxic information and people and situations. Those are the kind of self-care activities I'm talking about. When people engage in self-care activities like that, they're empowered to do so much more on their own that when they come to me for sessions, we can just take it to an entirely different level. They get more bang for their buck when they come for a massage or energy work. So when they're actually coming to pay for professional support, they're making way better use of their time and their money. If I waited for someone else to work on me and I never did self-massage or self-energy work on myself, I just cannot imagine how poorly I would feel because it's up to me every single day to clean myself energetically from all the debris and accumulation of interactions and things going on in the environment. If I waited, it would just not make me feel as good as I feel by keeping up with that stuff and maintaining it on my own. And that's something that I look forward to teaching people how to do on my website. So think of self-energy healing as that, that regular brushing and flossing of your, of your energy body and then come in to be for minor touch-ups, blind spots, energetic support when you're going under some emotional challenges that make it hard to really stay clear and self-heal. But if you do the day-to-day maintenance and you keep yourself energetically clear and charge your own batteries, you are just going to feel so much better and it becomes a part of your life. Cleaning your own energy field can become a natural part of your day like taking a shower, something that you just really don't even think about. It's just part of you. The more we learn to self-heal, the more effective that we become for each other and for our world. So contrary to what some may think, teaching my clients how to be sustainable with their own healing, it only increases the loyalty and trust in our therapeutic relationship. Empowering clients to work on themselves gives me a stronger base of the kind of individuals I want to work with. Those people out there that are healing their families at home, and they're making a difference in the world. So the teaching process that I do in my private practice has blessed me with strong, powerful, abundant people who know what they want and they know how to ask for it when they come to see me. Because you know what? As humans, we're not meant to stand alone. We're not islands all to ourselves. I still need regular professional care. I need great massage therapy. I need a competent energy healer to look at things that maybe I can't see because I'm emotionally wrapped up in them. And I find that my clients still want to see me on a regular basis when they take care of themselves. They want to see me because they feel good, not because they feel bad, which is awesome. And a therapist that shows his or her clients how to take care of themselves is priceless. So if you want to learn more about self-healing, I'm working on a course called Be Your Own Healer. And it will take your self-care practice to the next level. So stay tuned for that. 
Lesson number three that my clients have taught me is a big one. My definition and perspective of healing and what that really means has changed. And what exactly is healing anyway? I mean, it's certainly a word that I use a lot in my podcast episodes, in my blog, in my articles, in my courses. And it's definitely a buzzword. And there's many different definitions. Here's the traditional Webster's. It's the process of making or becoming healthy, whole, or sound again. To make free of injury or disease, to free of ailment, to bring an end or conclusion as in conflicts between people and groups, to settle, to reconcile. So for me, healing is not about some destination or outcome. It's not about conquering or beating a dis-ease. Rather, it's more about achieving a state of empowered understanding about oneself. Throughout my career, I've seen illnesses manifest for all kinds of different reasons, not black and white, not cut and dry, not, oh, you have this illness. Oh, it's because of that. It's never that simple because we are such complex, multifaceted, holographic beings. Healing can happen when there's a reconciliation or a harmonious outcome. And healing can result in heightened awareness, responsibility, and acceptance. That's my definition. Sometimes I've seen illnesses manifest as an opportunity for a wake-up call. I've seen relationship reconciliation and the illness be a major catalyst for positive change in someone's life. And the reasons for illness are so varied. They really do run the gamut from blessing to curse because the dis-ease or the illness and the healing opportunity all has a specific meaning for that individual that they have to take the time to be aware enough of what's going on in their life to see what that lesson is for them. Even if someone utilizes dis-ease or illness for making the transition to the next phase of our existence, which I'm talking about death, but I'm talking about it in a very positive way, that doesn't mean a healing experience didn't occur for them. It doesn't mean that they lost They didn't necessarily lose a battle. They could have just taken that as an opportunity for another doorway, for another experience. So I really want to be clear on that, that I think there's too much of a positive and negative labeling on dis-ease. I think there's always an opportunity for us if a disease comes up to see, well, where could I bring more ease into my life then? What's blocked? What's not flowing? What would I create differently in my life if I had the opportunity that might make me feel better? If we look at it in that way, we can look at situations that manifest in our physical body as an opportunity rather than just a problem. I've also realized that there's no set formula or timelines anyone can use for a specific healing outcome. There are just too many variables to make linear sense of why someone heals quickly and why it takes a long time for someone else. There's just too many reasons why that could be to try to try to label it. I liken the process of healing to a spiral shape rather than 
a straight line. It's not a finish line. It doesn't start with a beginning pain or disease and end with health and well-being. There's just no finish line when it comes to the human experience because it's all about learning ourselves and figuring out what feeling good means to us personally. And in order to become more aware of ourselves, we have to really pay attention to our habits, our motives. Life takes us in so many different directions to teach us different experiences. And if we have that attitude to be grateful about the lessons that can come from a particular physical condition, sometimes they tend to to leave quicker when we embrace them and really go deeply into what they might mean for us. But we have two choices. We can be actively involved in recreating and regenerating ourselves, or we can succumb to continual degeneration through destructive habits and avoidance of ourselves. Once you've achieved a certain health goal, there's always another level to attain. It makes me think of this quote that I love by Abraham Hicks. You never get it done and you can't get it wrong. Healing is not about, okay, there, I'm, I'm there. Because there'll always be more, more you can experience, more you can learn about yourself. But it is really amazing if you pay attention to it, how much a particular condition or disease can give you a better understanding of why things are the way they are in your life instead of just trying to put band-aids on it and alleviating symptoms. But we never really get done. We, we never really get done healing ourselves. We just go deeper and discover more aspects of ourselves that need love and forgiveness and understanding. And we always have the potential to feel even better and reach new levels of vibrancy and energy. So we just have to ask ourselves, how good do we really want to feel? Don't let it discourage you that you'll always have more healing work to do. Let it excite you that life will always be interesting and different. You'll always have room to grow and discover even more of your potential. And I think success in terms of healing is all about being empowered to achieve a state of awareness and just enjoy our bodies to the fullest for the time that we have them until that time that we no longer have use for that particular physical body. But the more grateful we are for this beautiful body temple that houses our spirit, the better it seems to work. And there's no need for anyone to feel like they've done something wrong if they have illness or pain. They have not failed. Our bodies are complex ecosystems, and it's a part of nature to have violent upheavals in any ecosystem. Just look. Look at nature if you want to understand your own body better. Because our bodies reflect nature, and nature is sometimes messy and cruel even and harsh. Not all the time, but sometimes it is. So the challenge is to listen and pay attention to our bodies without judgment. Try to figure out what our bodies are trying to tell us with pains and conditions that come up. And as messages from your body are relayed to you through pain and discomfort, Try to stay open to what you can learn about how you're responding to your environment around you. Positive changes in our body vary too. They can come from gradual changes over long periods of time, or we might rapidly transform our bodies in a very short period of time if all the variables align. 
But since we're multi-layered beings, any action, any good habit you implement, any positive change that you make in one area of your life will affect all the other levels, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. I've also learned a lot about what healing is not. Healing isn't about always feeling good or everything in life being perfect. Sometimes healing comes from a process of inner conflict that we have to experience. The healing process can be ugly and messy, and sometimes we can go through what's known as the dark night of the soul before any resolution can be achieved. So just look around at the conflicts we see on a national and global scale. Our bodies are the microcosm level of that macrocosm. Sometimes there's turmoil and unrest in our external world, and inner conflict doesn't mean that we did anything wrong. It's a natural part of life. We are not designed to always experience one state of being. In this world of duality, we're here to experience positive and negative feelings and situations. So once again, healing doesn't come from an end result, but it does come from acceptance. Finding peace with what is. So the next time you feel conflict or unrest inside of you, simply be with that feeling instead of trying to avoid it. And it will dissipate with acceptance. I do feel like healing is all about knowing ourselves and having the awareness to understand why we feel the way we do in in every situation. But understanding ourselves takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience and courage. And we have to be brave to look within and observe our reactions and our responses to different people, different situations. When you pay attention to how you respond to people and environments, you start to uncover destructive patterns, thoughts, and habits that do affect your well-being. We all do that. And if you just pay attention to this kind of behavior, you can bring old patterns to light, let them go, and empower positive change. And I have really found that we, as humans, (laughs) are all way too hard on ourselves when it comes to letting go of old patterns or trying to make a healthy change. The best thing we can do is focus more on what makes us feel good and the rest will sort itself out if we keep showing up to be the work and don't be afraid and start to run away from the things that are good for us. But I encourage you to find out what healing means for you. Write down your own definition and create some measurable, attainable healing goals that can move you forward. Because you know what? It's never just about the physical body. It is always connected to the mind and emotions. It's never just about a certain body part. When I began my career in massage therapy, I was 21 years old. I was really wide-eyed and innocent. And I had very narrow views and beliefs about how life worked. And the chiropractor that I worked with, she would bring me into the room with one of her patients. She would explain to me what part of the spine she was adjusting and what was going on with their body. And she had this little blue book. And this was a very important moment for me when I was introduced to Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Body. It's this little blue book she came out with in the 70s. And over and over again, 
I would be astounded as the doctor that I worked with would read the emotional and mental correlations that were associated with that particular part of the body that the patient was coming in having pain or discomfort with. And I really knew what was going on with these patients. They were coming to me for massage, telling me about their lives, telling me what was going on, their problems. This was my introduction to mind, body, emotion, healing. And since then, I've made it my life's work to understand the connection between our bodies and what's going on in our lives with our families, our minds, and our emotions. So I've got some great resources for you. Definitely check out Heal Your Body by Louise Hay. She actually became a great mentor to me later in life, and I admire her so much, and I really appreciate the work that she did. And there's another good book. I will tell you it has its benefits. There's some things about it I like and some things I don't, but there's also a great body-mind reference called Messages from the Body by Michael Lincoln. With his book, I feel like you just need to know how to take that information. It can feel a bit harsh about our family of origin, but really it's for everybody. It's not like some families have these issues. All families do. <laughs> that's, what be, that's what being here and having a family is about. It's about working through this stuff and healing ourselves and, and helping each other heal inside of our family units. So that's lesson three. That was a big, long one, but I had a lot to say about that. My definition of healing has really changed due to what I've learned from my clients. Lesson number four, emotions are not negative and they were not meant to be removed from us. We all hold emotions in certain parts of our body. I've always been able to see energy patterns in and around clients' bodies. I've been able to see colors in the energy field around people. I was born having that ability. It just comes very easily to me. So I could always see these patterns where clients were holding emotions. And even though I have that gift of high sense perception that I would use during sessions, my approach with emotions was very misguided and uninformed for a really long time. I got the concept of emotional release totally wrong. Like, we're supposed to get that anger out of there or let go of fear. And I would work tirelessly to clear emotions out of my clients' bodies or out of my body. But my attempts to help my clients release anger, fear, grief, or shame were unsuccessful. And I finally learned why. Now I realize that emotions are a really important part of our makeup. They're a part of who we are, and they aren't meant to be eradicated or removed. They belong with us. These emotions are alive, aware, and responsive parts of us that they want to serve. They want to be part of the team. They are there to help us, actually, all of them, not just some of them. And they have the opportunity to grow up and evolve, just like we do. If our emotions are to work with us and help us, they have to be communicated with so that they can become more helpful and assist us. So during many sessions, I do medical intuitive work where I communicate directly with a specific organ to see what that organ is asking for or how it's feeling. And since each organ is aware and responsive, sometimes I'm able to communicate 
very clearly with the consciousness of that particular organ during a session to see how it's doing. And I will never forget this one session where a particular client, her organs taught me this lesson about how to be more effective in working with emotions. I could see that this particular lady, she had a great deal of energy that was stored as anger in and around her liver. And she also held a lot of fear energy surrounding her kidneys and inside her kidneys. So there I went to try to remove those particular emotions out of her body and something really extraordinary happened. Her liver and her kidneys talked to me and they taught me. They taught me something new that I had never known before. Her liver communicated to me that the anger that lived in there in her body wanted to become personal power. And then it absolutely did not want to be removed. They were like, no, we're here for her. We love her. But we need to become something more. We need to grow with her. I was so astounded and humbled. I just, I I had to step away from the table and just take it all in because it made a lot of sense to me. And her kidneys, their energy expression was one of wanting to transform that energy of fear into intuition for her so that she could be more effective in her life. It was just the neatest thing. And if I could just explain to her how she could work with these emotions, the organs were going to be happier and that energy that had been stored there was going to be able to not necessarily release, but transform, transmute and grow into something beautiful, something way more useful. So after that, I approached the emotions that I found stored in my clients' bodies or in my body with a lot more respect and consideration. You know, these parts of us are just waiting to grow up. They're waiting to be worked with whenever we're ready to develop a connection. So after all those years of reading that little blue book of Louise Hayes, what confirmation I have received. (laughs) My work transcended from simply looking at the emotional and mental root cause of an organ's disease to developing a higher thought pattern and emotional response for that area of the body. It It was like next level healing. So rather than emotional release, this becomes mental and emotional development. And what's so exciting is we have the opportunity to continue to grow and reach these new levels of awareness. So see, you never stop learning. You never stop learning in this work. And that keeps me coming back for more. Lesson number six, I've learned that clients heal faster when they talk to their own bodies. Sort of like self-medical intuitive work. But just being on the giving, nurturing end of giving these parts of our body that might be struggling to balance, giving them a little pep talk. And I see three consistent traits of people who heal in my practice. They take time for self-care. They all have faith of some sort in something bigger than themselves. And they communicate with their bodies. Clients who check in and talk to their organs regularly, (laughs) acting as their own medical intuitive, are typically able to resolve physical issues quicker and their healing turnaround times have been faster. And I teach my clients how to be their own medical intuitive 
but many of them have already been doing so for years naturally, just working intuitively on themselves. And I'm currently developing an online course that will support do-it-yourself medical intuitive work. But people who are looking for someone else to heal them typically don't get well or find a solution to the problem of their dis-ease. It may not seem like it. It might not seem like it's that big of a deal, but it really is. Every time you are mindful about your body and your energy field, every time you visualize and use your imagination to get a clear sense of what it would feel like to feel better or what that organ would look like in the best case scenario or how you'd like to change a certain part of your body. Every time you do that, every time you use your creative powers and imaginative powers, every affirmation you say, every positive thought you think, every time you even express kindness toward yourself, toward your body, or to another, you accelerate not only your personal healing process, you accelerate the collective healing process of mankind. And I know it might not seem like it, but it's a big deal. Lesson number seven, miracles happen all the time. Real, legit miracles in and out of the healing room. I see them. And I have found that transformation can be just one breath away or one stretch away. Just waiting, waiting for us all right there, ready to liberate us. These miracles of healing are hiding in the simplest moments of our lives. Precious experiences waiting in the spaces of time that we claim for self-care. The places where we allow ourselves to just be quiet and pay attention to what's going on inside. It's the coolest thing. This is the greatest gift to me of being on the treatment table. There's nothing you have to do at that moment. And when you're not in doing mode, that's when all the good stuff happens. I've been blessed to witness healing miracles that have stretched my limits of what I even thought was possible. I've watched clients find freedom that had felt chained and slaved to addictions or behaviors or relationships. I've seen forgiveness and peace come when clients simply let go of things that they'd been holding on to for a long time that they didn't even know were there, but yet on the table in that quiet, space of not doing, they could find those things they'd been holding on to and then just easily let them go. I've seen chronic conditions disappear in front of my eyes, truly. And I've seen men and women drop incredible amounts of weight in short periods of time when they discovered how to feel safe and free in their own bodies. And I have seen forgiveness happen that has changed the course of entire families' lives. These miracles often occurred on the massage table in the moments that were still when that particular client could feel forgiveness in his or her body instead of thinking about forgiveness and intellectualizing it. And what I've seen, it's given me a lot of hope for what's possible for all of us. And I'd really like to compile a collection of my clients' healing stories because I think they'd inspire a lot of others to see what's possible. Lesson number eight was a really good one for me to learn, <laughs> that none of us are gonna make a positive change for our health until we are darn good and ready 
No matter what anybody else tells us, no matter what we know, no matter what we read, no matter how many classes we go to, none of us will change something, no matter how bad it even makes us feel, until we're ready on all levels from the inside. And nothing anyone else does or says will make that happen any quicker or any faster. We can. We can talk about it all the time. We can read about it. We can think about it. But until it's your time to heal something, or if you've been holding on for some reason to a destructive pattern for a long time, you know what? Anybody can tell you till you're blue in the face, but you're not going to change it. If you want to help someone else, you can share what has worked for you in the past, but then you have to be willing to let it go. You can plant that little seed and then walk away and be free of it. And don't be attached to whether they take your advice or not to feel better. Allow them to have their space and resolve that particular issue in their own time frame. Years ago in my healing practice, I would have clients that would come into me feeling awful, complaining about being in lots of pain, but they didn't want to listen about changing what they were eating or trying some different lifestyle strategies maybe. And I could talk to them till I was blue in the face, but they weren't ready. And I had to learn how to let go of that. Sometimes it takes decades before something will be said to a person in just the right way that they can actually wake up and hear it. Or it'll be something that they read or something that they watch that will just spark that change and light them up. It could be all the same things that you've said over and over and over if it's someone close to you. Or if it's one of your clients, you can say it till you're blue in the face. And it used to frustrate me, but then I started realizing they do get it. They get it when they're finally ready to hear it in a way that they can receive it. And that's okay. I'm finally really free of that if I do tell someone, hey, this might make you feel better. Or I share an experience of, yeah, I used to have that condition or that particular disease or whatever. And here's what helped me. Not that it's going to help them, but You can give the information. And then also, if you have something you'd like to change, but you haven't been able to maybe let go of a particular unhealthy habit, one day you might just be on the massage table, just enjoying some massage or some energy work. And all of a sudden, you're transported to a particular memory in your childhood, something very deep in your past. When this happens, sometimes you can let go of a particular holding pattern in the easiest way. And it's not hard at that moment. It's actually quite easy when the time is right. So never discount those little moments on the table if you all of a sudden are thinking about something really random from way in the past. Those are not trivial moments. Those are very important because the body is letting go of old files and old programs that are ready to be released. So realize that lots of things get stored in our body and They just get cleared when the time is right, when we've done enough work that the body can naturally let them go. They might not be able to release until all those variables line up, even when the mind knows that it wants to make a change. And I've learned that, you know, we each have our aha moments at our own pace, and it just doesn't matter how much we're going to hear from somebody else what we need to be doing. We'll get it when we get it. This really freed me up to share information with my clients and my loved ones, but not to be attached to the outcome of what they do with that information. Number nine is a big one for me, and it's something very important that I felt 
really called to share. I feel like we're all still recovering from our conditioning that someone else is in control of our healing. But what's exciting is I do see it happening. I do see that we're finally starting to release that old destructive program that someone else, wherever they are, is in charge of our well-being, whether it's a therapist, a healer, a physician, a priest. I share with the people I work with how they can be their best healer while still benefiting from sessions with me or anyone else. But I can never be as good a healer to them as they can be to themselves. Being your own best healer requires hard work, practicing awareness and taking time to get to know your body. It is not a quick fix and it is not easy. So a lot of people are not willing to put that kind of time and energy into understanding their own body. And hey, I'm the first one to say healthcare professionals are so important and we need them, but they were never meant to do it all for us. They're not there with us every day to manage us and make sure we eat good and we get enough rest and we get enough exercise and we nurture our thoughts and emotions. They can't do all that and they certainly can't fix us when the accumulation of no self-care catches up to us. So I really want to teach people how to have their own thriving self-care practice. Because your body, your mind, your energy field is your very own kingdom, but it has to have a ruler. It has to be managed and governed. So without further ado, allow me to coronate you as sovereign over the kingdom of your physical body, your energy body, your mind, your heart, your emotions, your DNA, your thoughts. Yes, this is all yours. It all belongs to you and you are in total control. You have been entrusted to rule this kingdom. So what kind of a ruler have you been so far? When you really get this concept of sovereignty over your own health, things start to change in your life and your body in a big way. And last but not least, lesson number 10, unconditional love on the treatment table in healing sessions is real. Something really sacred happens when a healing session begins. When the person on the table completely lets go of the roles they typically play in the world, they become the best version of themselves with no masks. It's vulnerable and raw and scary to fully surrender on the table and just be yourself, but that's where the healing happens and it's beautiful. At this point in my career, I've put my hands on thousands of people, from celebrities to homeless people, from healthy triathletes and bodybuilders to those in the final stages of AIDS and cancer, priests and prisoners alike, you name it, all precious and sacred to me. Because the massage table is a great equalizer. There's no barriers or differences. There's only unconditional positive regard. And I get to see people at their very best because I see how beautiful they really are when their walls of protection come down and they don't need to play a role for me. This is why I love body work and energy work so much. I love how revealing and transformative it is to meet ourselves on the table and be real for ourselves with no role to play for anyone else. Having time and permission to just breathe and be aware of what's going on inside us is so valuable. 
even with people I didn't really care about from a personality perspective, I can tell you, honestly, I can't help but love them when they're on my table. I think back to this one landlord that I had when I owned the spas and she was very difficult. And she came in the spa and she wanted me to give her a massage. And I was like, oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to. But you know what? Once I put my hands on her and I opened my heart, everything changed. She was beautiful to me in that moment. And I could see the positive qualities about her while I gave her a massage. And I did love her in that moment. If you want to shift how you feel about someone, I've got a suggestion for you. Just lay your hands on them and open your heart and see what happens. You'll be amazed at how you can see them with fresh eyes because you're witnessing the beauty of their soul, even if all the layers of conditioning and fear and defense have made them not so attractive on the surface. Massage takes you to the place, what I like to call the real. It gets you to the real, which is where I like to be when I interact with people. In this line of work, Sometimes you end up knowing your clients better than anyone else knows them in the entire world. And each one of them is very beautiful to me. Every session is unique. And that's why healing work never gets boring. Each person's body is always teaching us something new in every session. And I love this work so much. That's why I still want to do it. And I like sharing the benefits of body work and energy work with others. It's so cool because it's not like one person is depleted and one is refreshed at the end. Both parties actually receive a healing. And I think this work has kept me young and feeling good. And that's why I want to teach it to others and help healers thrive while serving this way. So I'm ready to take this work into the world, into homes and communities, so that every individual can feel empowered to take their own healing into their hands. My work is to empower everyone to heal themselves on a daily basis in very simple, very effective ways and to provide resources, support, and professional development for healers of all kinds. So I hope that you have enjoyed these 10 little lessons that I've learned over the years. And now I wanna hear from you. Have you got a healing story to tell? What's been your experience on the table? whether receiving body work or energy work. If you've had a profound healing experience related to massage or energy work, I want to hear about it. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep on healing. <laughs>